Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Tina Horn, and this is Interrobang. Interrobang is the bonus segment of my Wire People Into That podcast, Follow at Tina Horn Sass or at Tina Horn's Ass if you're nasty. On Twitter and Instagram, visit wirepeopleintothat.com, support my show, and get extra shit at patreon.com slash Tina Horn. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash T-I-N-A-H-O-R-N. And I'm so excited to be here. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you on my couch. Yes, thank you for having me over to your couch. It's nice. I tend to have people um, uh, over to my couch in New York, but here we are in sunny LA, and you have a very nice black leather couch, which I would have expected nothing less. I do. I fall asleep on this couch sometimes. I can imagine why just being like enveloped yeah. by black leather. Yeah, <laughs> while watching really smart TV. Like, like what, for example? Well, like Westworld. Oh yeah, I the really, OA. Oh God, I there's really, so much. I really love both of those shows. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. Well, we can. Yeah, we can, certainly can. Um, go cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm obsessed with Westworld. Cool. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote a few pieces. Um, oh, you did. About oh, Westworld. I want. Yeah, I'm I gonna send them to this. you. Yeah. yeah. It was actually funny. I became. I don't know what inspired me but I started to become really obsessed with the idea of artificially intelligent sex workers and like Mm -hmm. and uh, like pitched an essay about it to a few people and they were like "Mm, I don't know there's nothing interesting there (laughs) oh that's so weird you should say that because I wrote this article on Findom Mm. and it's a way longer piece than got published Mm -hmm. of course big surprise yeah Uh, but the main one of the things that I wrote that surprised me was that you know where is the robot Findom where like there is just like these artificially uh, these uh, pre-conceived responses to strangers and customers and it's just a conversation that's already planned and that you just push a button and the responses are there because isn't it all on a computer anyway? Yeah. So you mean so where's so finan- the, financial domination? Like a yeah. self-driving car. Where's the self-driving Findom? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking about like slot machines. Yeah. <laughs> Think about slot machines. I mean, they're so sad though. It's yeah. It's like botulism for the soul. Oh my God. Really true. It's such a sad place. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, my grandparents lived in Vegas when I was growing up oh so. my god I'm sorry no well I mean there's something so yellow and cancery about Vegas just it, energetically I mean uh, you know bless um my grandparents RIP um they they were wonderful and like time with them was wonderful but uh living and not living um v- frequently visiting and you know I grew up in California so it was quite right. easy for us to get to Vegas and um it made me really immune to 
Oh, a I desire, don't know if that's good. A desire, well, uh, to a desire to gamble. Oh, like, like that I'm, is good. Then I'm like very. I fi- I'm. Uh, yeah, I find. Um, You're gambling, repulsed by it. I'm like really repulsed by gambling. And I think that's a healthy response to something that's completely soul-sucking and weird and intrinsically sad. Yeah. It's kind of like the pot thing. Like, I grew up in Humboldt, so, yeah. like, pot sure. is just, like, it's it's the wallpaper. Right. Like, why would I do something that makes me feel fat and sad and dumb <laughs> and, and something that my brother has been doing since before I was born? Like, yeah. it just is too, it's there. It's, like, in my DNA. Yeah. Like, hating Los Angeles. Right. And yet, here you are. And yet, here I am. And you've been here for a while. It's self-hatred. I can't help it. <laughs> I know I've been here for a while. We were talking about this being both uh, it's also in our DNA to despise Los Angeles. But what I was talking, I was talking to this writer the other day about how San Francisco is a place for like writers and sex workers and thinkers to sort of be loved and be enveloped in this opiate like rainy, beautiful, creative environment. But L.A. is a sprawling suburb that wants you dead. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yet so much beautiful TV and voices are here, you know. What yeah. about that? Yeah, and sunshine is nice. It is, yeah. but it's oppressive. I'm kind of like of the Joan Didion migraine school of sunshine. Gotcha. Oh my yeah. God, I I love that essay, the Joan Didion essay about migraines. I love it too. It's, and really, it's totally true. I feel like um, it's really relevant also to lots of different mental health stuff. Yeah. And I, I like recommend it to folks who are who are struggling with that thing where people are like, why don't you just take an Advil? Like, because you're puking for eight hours on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And having hallucinations. Yeah. Exactly. And not but, the fun kind. <laughs> and not the fun kind, but back to like this robot sex worker. Yeah. 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 Idea. Like, I mean, I think that, I mean, also Westworld is about like memory and what is memory. Yes. And, like that's such a huge part of my kind of writing life mm. and my memoir nonfiction classes about, we address kind of, we look in the bloody eye, like what is memory and yeah. like how is it formed and, and what is the territory of that? And, um, I love the sex workers, of course, in Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. They're really powerful Especially and interesting. The, uh, Tandy Newton, like woman of color, madam character. Mav. Like, and yeah. Maeve? Right. Maeve. Maeve. Yeah. And the fact that she is also the person who discerns what's going on. Yeah. You know, and, and, does something about it yeah feels like a very uh a very interesting madam role very interesting um and of course i love um rachel wood yeah as rachel, well yeah evan rachel wood evan yeah, rachel yeah, yeah. wood yeah she's very good she's so good and so um just the melancholy i've been reading um or i've been like interested in this idea of uh david foster wallace's against irony mm video about um and i find her character so melancholic and so sincere Mm. about like sadness and romance and i just really i love her character it's every it's the perfect character agreed um but as far as like i wanted before we get too in depth about tv shows and all of that um i mean about the sex worker voices i wanted to if it's okay with you uh yeah kind of talk about like the savage interesting fringe sex worker voices that are that I'm really excited by right now. Uh, please do. Well, I love Jack the Stripper. Also, um, and I know I read. I mean, I listened to the podcast. Oh, on good. Jack the Stripper. Yeah, she is just as amazing a person as she is a creative force, and so important. Yeah, I'm uh, her. 
I get it's it seems like sort of pat to say oh someone is using humor. she's so nice yeah or, or, or also or like so funny but I I think that her, she's really talented I think that on a lot her, of levels yeah she she has made an art of humor that yeah. is actually quite rare I find it refreshing I like her sense of play yeah I like her good naturedness totally um there's a lack of hostility totally but, you know I'm a f- huge fan of like the savage kind of barely palatable voices uh-huh. like I'm, it's just yeah, like you were just you know what I mean? you studied you studied under Kathy Acker and Avatar Renell and Hubert Selby Jr. and I gave my like senior lecture on Hubert Selby Jr. and like um, t- uh, band literature so I think that Jane Starr is an exciting new voice yeah um, and I think that really she's amazing. kind of like the trans woman version of Hubert Selby Jr. amazing and um and and it's just savage and it just tears you in, up you yeah, know yeah. and I love uh, Melissa Phoebos obviously totally I love uh, Charlotte Shane have you read Prostitute Laundry I have and um Charlotte and I are friends and she she's is wonderful gonna and come eloquent. on the show and yeah and I love her um, I love the form in which she works totally and it's a it's kind of this um she does a really nice tight wire with something that feels very civilized, mm. but at the same time, it feels very heartbreaking. And totally. I love that tight rope that she walks. I love uh, Kat Marnell. Have oh, you yeah. read her memoir yet? I How haven't to Murder read Your it Life? Yet. I haven't. Now, I'm not saying she's a sex worker, but I think, because I think she's too rich to actually need to be a sex worker. Mm. I think she wishes she was one. That's kind of why I sort of dismissed her, but you cannot deny her voice. Mm-hmm. It is so savage and dark. And I write about addiction, and I think you probably know I'm in recovery a million years. Yeah. But um, there's nothing like that self-hatred, that like horrible, savage um, pain mm. of uh, that she feels. And it, it is so beautiful. And I love her voice. I fucking want to cast her. Like, I, she probably wouldn't. But I, I don't know. I don't know. But I want her to be in one of my shows just because she's so just brutal and beautiful. Yeah, I mean, she's... Um She's sort of returned from a little bit of obscurity with this book. So now might be the best time. Have you read How to Murder Your Life? No, I haven't read it yet. Okay, me neither. Yeah. I I, ordered it. Cool. But I mean, her columns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amphetamine Logic is just brutal. Yeah, on Vice, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And who else do I love? Oh, I love Bruce Benderson. I don't think Have I... you read The Romanian? No. It's my favorite uh, memoir on male prostitution cool. and falling in love with a whore and what that is about and his complicated lens. Uh, he's so smart and so brilliant and such a helpful, beautiful man. Cool. Uh, so Bruce Benderson, The Romanian, is absolutely beautiful. Oh, that's a, that is a gorgeous looking book. Not that so. you, you can judge a book by it. I know. <laughs> and then Lizzie Borden, Working Girls. And um, she's been, I'm working with her on a project right now. So I love her voice as well. Oh, I love that. It's you, eloquent. Thank you for, thank you for speaking to all of the sex work writers that you love. That is really yeah. fucking cool. It's important. Yeah. This ship is lonely. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
out in the hall ain't fantastic Air feels static, not dramatic We should talk about your sex work voice. And, okay, and let's talk about it. <laughs> you have a memoir called Spent, which I love. Thank you. Um, and you're doing a lot of, sounds like a lot of TV and film work now. Writing. Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, someone forgot to tell my bank account. Right. But right, I am, right, right. you know, trying to do a lot of work for TV and film. I have a feature film that I co-wrote with Silas Howard, who's amazing. Yes, he is amazing. He's just a rocket ship taking off. And it's been a joyful and fun experience collaborating with Silas Howard and L.A. Teodosio. Yes. And um, we... And what is, and what, is that, uh, what is that movie about? Okay, so we wrote a movie called The Lusty. It is a fictionalized movie based on a true story of the unionized strip club, SCIU Local 790, the Exotic Dancers Alliance. Uh, it was a labor war we fought. I literally... Um, tried to kill myself in a and I uh getting off of meth meth in yeah. 1995 and with bandaged wrist walked into the lusty lady looking for a job because I was out of money and I was moonlighting mm. during the day I was working um at Wasteland mm. selling my t-shirts for a burrito next door to live <laughs> and walking to AA meetings and um I walked into the lusty for a job and what happened was it, it just ended up being like this like startlingly intelligent women mm. Uh, who had savings accounts and cats and skateboards and like these fire breathing, like tattooed single mothers, teachers, and they just were startlingly intelligent, slumber party atmosphere. Oh, and yeah. they gave me the side eye, like, who's this crazy punk girl yeah. walking in off the streets? Like, who let her get hired, basically? Yeah. And uh, we were being filmed. Right. And, uh, and there were by, by customers, by customers. Yeah. They were coming in and filming us and a girl who was 19 just said, you know, I'm going to change things around here. Yeah. And I, I was there when it happened and it happened multiple times and management refused to listen. And there were some racist policies also, right. which were very, uh, shitty yeah. and some body, uh, body discrimination. Shaming. Yeah. But yeah. Shaming. Yeah. And, uh, we wanted to change that. And, and you fucking did? We did. It took us two years. Yeah. One of the girls that was one of the main unionizers became a lawyer. She is now a union lawyer. Hell Another yes. one is a weed farmer <laughs> who still like, you know, lives life on her own terms and is just that person. Yeah. But these were our friends, you yeah. know, and we fought it together. One girl died in a car accident, unfortunately, mm. randomly. Um, and another woman uh, is a PhD professor. And, uh, you know, we're all still in touch. Well, so that's what the movie is about. I mean, the lusty lady is the stuff of legends. And like even, you know, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I auditioned there in 2005. I was long gone by then. Yeah. And I, I was here by then in, in LA. LA yeah. Um, and I like, I wasn't hired. I don't think I was confident enough I was 24 um and but that led me um to starting to get into East Bay um BDSM which ended oh, yeah. up being my that's or- wonderful orientation um orientation <laughs> that's a new one I love it and um uh but the existence of the lusty well you know and the the 
the place, you know, the gates that I ended up and, and, you know, a lot of the other spaces that I ended up had that similar thing that you're talking about, the combination of slumber party support with intelligence and um, uh, commitment to being able to do that work in an environment that like mitigated for as much risk as possible. Yeah. Um, but um, the lessee lady, I think just became sort of the gold standard for people that we knew that we could expect to be treated well. Absolutely. Because of the work that you and everybody at the lessee did. Well, and the huge difference here, and I think, um, you know, people talk about the hierarchy. Right. But what made it kind of like this kind of middle class mm. uh, environment that mm. was very, uh, definitely a different than a, the street prostitute vibe of other, other clubs I spent a lot of time lap dancing in yeah. later. But it was um, because you're behind glass. There's right. no direct contact with the customers. Yeah. It's contact with each other. Right. And so, you know, and again, like back to the movie, like the movie is sort of, we wanted it to be about characters, not just the plot. Because I have all of the information about the union because I was there. Like I have yeah. all of the writing, all of the articles, everything. Yeah. But it's like you have to fall in love with the characters. Totally. And who they are to one another. Yeah. And the thing that we were looking for at that time, you know, uh, because it was the end of the AIDS era and we had just suffered a massive loss yeah. of our friends from AIDS. Because also so many of the women doing sex work at that time and continuing are queer women. Queer women. Yeah. And allies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with fluid sexualities before yeah. we really had labels for that stuff back then or yeah. the drugs that people have today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we were in this pre-Burning Man, mm. you know, pre-tech world. Yeah. Uh, suffering from loss and doing sex work and banning together and doing yeah. sex shows. And so we... We were, we were activists. Uh, we came through a lot of Food Not Bombs and mm. SF Act Up Direct activism. Yeah. And those things were kind of falling flat. Yeah. And so what happened was we were just kind of a small enough group and just sort of a vocal enough group and just badass enough to like make something happen. And I remember there were moments where I was like, we could actually change shit around here. Yeah. Like this is our deal. Like we could actually, what do we have to lose? So how do you feel about the fact that the lusty lady is now closed? Well, they lost their lease. San yeah. Francisco is just impossible. Yeah. Money-wise to live yeah. there. It's yeah. just a very and work there. rich and, you know, it feels very bougie. Yeah. It feels like impossible to live there. I don't know how people do it. And also that those gentrifying forces are taking only what is useful to them about the quote-unquote edginess of san francisco and squeezing out all of the rest of the culture and the history yeah that is a huge tragedy and uh but i think that we can change it yeah and i want to like have a glimmer of hope here how can we change it make tv get in there make our shit yeah be in bands again yeah hell be yeah. in punk rock bands again it's a great time to start a band it's a great time to get your art onto the world. We were talking about these like creepy meetings with executives who are all cis males and all kind of like, oh, that, what a great idea. I've never heard that before. Like, you're really interesting. Uh, but it's but like, pass. it's an eye roller, you know, yeah. because it's like, yeah. And okay, fine. So this is a no. Let's make our own shit. Yeah. Let's find a way. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of where I'm at. It's and really just like, reaching. You can really reach your audience and 
you know, something that sex work taught me is that if you do what the fuck you want, Mm -hmm. it might take you a little bit longer to build and you may never build as big of an audience or a clientele as you would if you assimilated or conformed or Mm -hmm. tried to like put on something that you're not, but the people that find you in your niche or whatever Mm -hmm. are so happy they found you and they're going to be a hundred times as loyal and probably, and in my experience also treat you with more respect than if you were not like doing things that you didn't want to be doing because you thought that that's what you had to do. Yeah. It's so strange. It's a fine line. I mean, it wasn't the guy who did started black mirror, just like a weirdo who did this like little weird thing and then it got picked up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, I have to believe that there's hope. Lizzie and Jane Starr and I are going to like make a modern feminist Western set in the strip club. I'm so excited about that. Um, so the Lusty's exciting. We are taking it out and, you know, hopefully going to get it made very soon. And it's about characters and it's about how in that time of loss, we bonded together and created our own family. Yeah. And there's one moment in the film where when we kept getting fired and were desperate and babysitting each other's kids and trying to figure out shit, what do we do now? There's a lockout. Uh, One of our customers had this guy, Mudman, Mm. and he literally um, picked us up in a jeep and drove us out in the middle of nowhere like oh, six yes. of us oh, yes remember yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, we yeah. Ended, he wanted us to pose in the mud covered in mud and right. there's just something very creepy and like you know like fecal about it yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> scatological yes there's absolutely. something very like scatological about it and so we were posing in these um poses these cheerleader poses sort of yeah 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 and he snaps a picture of us and it's like that's our family photo oh that's so sweet yeah and so that's like a really important moment in the film cool we're like we all survive together and we put ourselves at risk literally figuratively yeah Yeah. messily yeah muddily covered in shit basically and with a stranger who could be a serial killer but he he is actually very sweet yeah yeah like a basically kind of a submissive guy Yeah. yeah um and pays us and doesn't like leave us in the middle of nowhere or anything weird or creepy. Yeah. Doesn't kill us. Yeah. Um, like I'm really interested in stories where the sex worker doesn't die and end up in a garbage bag. Yes. Those are few and far between. So I consulted on Jill Soloway's film Afternoon Delight. Oh, And worked cool. with Catherine Hahn and Juno Temple cool. on the development of the sex worker characters. And it was really important to Jill and I to like have these, have this sex worker character be kind of a, like a naive, sweet girl. Yeah who enjoyed her job and like went back to it. You know, I feel like this could be a dangerous tangent, but, um, my, my, (laughs) I like dangerous tangents. (laughs) Um, my, my, um, my issue with that movie was, and it's, I actually didn't know that you consulted on it. So that's really, uh, that's very interesting. I, I felt like it was, sort of the like magical horror sort of uh, archetype in the, mm-hmm. you know, like the magical Negro, right? Like the, right. the sex worker comes into this person's boring suburban life and gives it a spark and an edge and um, sexual excitement. But the story is foregrounding the like 
heteronormative person and not yeah. a sex worker. I can see that. Actually, they uh, it's maybe worse than that. Mm. It's that they use her yeah. in order to throw a bomb in their heteronormative relationship. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Because maybe the main character doesn't super want to be there or she's really fucking bored. Right. Um, so, yeah, she uses the sex worker who allows herself to be used because she's super young and yeah. she does things like that and ends up kind of, I think, living out of her car or something. Yeah. Um, and they use her and she agrees to be used because in life, it, everything is a negotiation. Absolutely. And, um, and then even like the darkness also goes further to where uh, Catherine Hahn's character, Rachel, kind of falls in love with her a little bit mm-hmm. and misleads her and then stabs her in the back. Right. So that's real. Yeah. That that is actually very real. Yeah. And then, you know, um McKenna is McKenna is the character. Oh, I think okay. the sex worker character. Oh, right, right, right. Is it Mackenzie? I think it's McKenna. So she g- gets uh hurt by yeah. that and is uninvited to the party and right. so forth. And however, picks herself up and leaves. Yeah. So she's actually powerful and goes back to her safe place. So, I mean, that's another way to see it. Totally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, After being stabbed in the back by someone who, like, thought she was going to save her, which I think McKenna knew she wasn't going to be saved, nor did she want to or need to. Yeah, she didn't need a white knight. No. She went back to her happy place. I mean, the, which is the, the last scene is she's laughing outside the strip club with her coworkers. Yeah. Well, I mean, so in that's that when sense, you last see her. In that sense, maybe it's actually complicating that magical hooker trope or magical sex worker trope yeah. um, maybe the things I'm dreaming of from my station a vacation new locations oh Interrobang is produced and hosted by yours truly Tina Horn our theme music is by my brother from another mother Moot Thanks for listening. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm hmm. 